0: Okay, um, another episode for Radio Life Ray, uh, another unnumbered one because we don't know which episode, uh, which order to publish. Uh, I'm here with, and there I am, (laughs) Cynthia Wilburn. Is that remotely correct? That's a
1: mouthful, yes, Cynthia Wilburn. (laughs) 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 Say that three times fast.
0: (laughs) I can't. (laughs) Um, And uh, well, we're sitting here in the LA office uh, as the previous. Two recordings that I did, um, but maybe not the previous two recordings that are out. Um, But
1: I'll I'll be the funnest one. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Mm. So we're sitting in the LA office uh, just after uh, the West Coast Symposium, using the time and the opportunity to actually speak to people. And Cynthia is my first guest who is actually not in any kind of software engineering. No, that's actually not fair because uh, at least the role for James is also not really to be a software engineer.
1: No, but he is a former engineer. Okay. So unless you want to go back over 10 years with me, then I'm not an engineer. I do not code.
0: Okay. So then, uh, well, let's go into what you are. Uh, Who are you and what are you doing here?
1: Who am I? Um, well, I'd like to say sometimes that I'm the engineering group's professional nag um, in that uh, if there's something that needs to be done, uh, I will chase after them and make sure that it gets done, and I will use any means possible to chase them down. <laughs> um, so uh, what, what I do here is, is I've tried to uh, put order to things and make sure that every actionable item uh, can be traced in terms of uh, does it come from a requirement, is it, is it for the actual software, or is it something uh, that needs to be done in terms of supporting our, our QA teams, whether it's an actual hardware piece of hardware, a piece of software needs to be set up, um, or is it uh, something that needs to be... Uh, carried out in order for marketing to do their job, and I, I try to capture all of that information and and get it into our, our tracking system, our project management system, which is also our issue tracker,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and then um, determine how long those those need to uh, how long those will take in order to be done, what their dependencies are. It's very classic project management. It's just uh, not. The waterfall methodology. We're, we're agile house and so um, I do just a lot of communicating um, not only here locally in the LA office but all around the world using different tools and I will go into Jira and regularly check the status of things uh, I will go on to Skype and call people or I'll go into GitHub and look at what pull requests you've put in and just try to make sure that all of our moving parts are working towards a, a common understood goal, namely releasing software. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. So uh, with that, you're kind of uh, cat herding the engineering team, and
1: uh, yes, yeah. yes, uh, yes. I have a T-shirt that says "Cat Herder." No. <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> no. Um, although I I have heard that in the community they once thought that I was a Jira bot. That like that it was po- impossible <laughs> that I was a live human being. <laughs>
0: so. so you automated yourself?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, it might have been I was doing a few too many bulk edits on things, but um, yeah. And maybe I, I need to loosen up my uh, my comments to sound less formal. But uh, I thought that it was a robot. Uh, well, to automate
0: themselves okay. or to automate oneself is kind of the software engineering way to do, to do stuff?
1: I think so. I, I, I think that in reality, because I, I I have to have empirical process control in place so that we have visibility. I mean, those are two mm-hmm. of the cornerstones of, of uh, Agile. And so as long as I have visibility, even if the cats are in the wrong area or not where I want them to be, at least I can see them there. <laughs> I know to go after them. It's the ones that you, it's when you don't see what what's going on. Uh, maybe unintentionally someone's just headed down a path that might not be, uh, be where you need them at the moment. But.
0: What's the order of magnitude of the, of the cat herd that we are talking about? How many engineers um, does Liferay have? And maybe, I don't know if you interface with them, like how many contributors from the community um, are involved. Are they involved in your work at all? Or is that like James' business or somebody else?
1: (laughs) Well, James and I actually, when when James uh, came on board, I I had already done a lot of work in terms of uh, organizing the the ticketing system, which is where the community has the, the... that they're access to for making contributions the workflow is built into the tickets so you know the size of our community uh, in terms of fluctuation uh, you know that that's definitely a number that, that James probably has more insight into um, but we do have uh, you know hundreds of, of contributions either in the queue or that have been going through with the, the paper cuts program um but I also considered a, always consider a contribution even when someone requests a new feature and says this is a need. Um, it's something that we couldn't have seen on our own necessarily or might not have seen on our own. So it's a contribution when you, you find a, a, maybe a, an error in our documentation or, or something of that nature. So. Uh, those don't come through in, in the terms of like attachments to the tickets mm-hmm. um yeah. but you know in, t- in terms of core wow we're we're, we're growing really really fast um and I don't want to put an exact number to how many core engineers we
0: have. Not just our own um,
1: <laughs> and, and, and one of the reasons why that, that doesn't come straight to mind is, is because with our international offices, as most people know, we have offices in Madrid and Hungary and, and uh, Serbia and China and Resife, um but we also have... You know, Ray in, in our office in Canada, as I'd like to say. And so uh, many of those, those teams have, uh, so, you know, they do their, their support. And so uh, their, team, their team will uh, share those responsibilities and sometimes we'll have uh, an influx of people working on core, say if their ticket counts are low uh, mm-hmm. or if there's a particular discipline that one of those support engineers brings to the table. Uh, same thing with our professional services implementation engineers uh, they have a vast amount of knowledge and at any given time one of them may choose, that they, they want to contribute something or we may pull them in to do something very very specific because they we know that they have previous experience and it's just more expedient to have them do that so mm-hmm. I think we still behave at Liferay like a community, like a, a mini community <laughs> yeah um, yeah
0: uh, an order of magnitude, like between 20 and 40 or uh, rather to 60 or rather on on which end is that? Is that on on the five people? No, that's five offices at least. Um, So it's definitely more than that. Um, Just a rough guess. Uh, So no names, nobody will be forgotten. Uh, Just an impression like are you dealing with 20 people? Fifty people.
1: Yeah, I, I would say it fluctuates between thirty and fifty.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, that's a nice size of team.
1: Yeah, considering the the overall size of, of the company. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then, yeah, actually, that's kind of a fifth of the company. Yeah. Um. Kind of a. Yeah. Nice value there. Yeah. Being a quite technical company.
1: And and. and 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 we also have you know our our support engineers here locally that are regularly coming in and, and working on patches and backboarding and things of that nature. So core tends to focus on new features until it's bug fixing time, uh, getting ready for a release. But you know, nonstop as we're getting our service packs and now what our fixed packs in order, those those folks are, are regularly a part of that. Mm-hmm.
0: Speaking about uh, what uh, speaking about implementing new features, uh, how do you determine what gets in?
1: Oh, oh, that's a wonderful, wonderful question. <laughs> um, that that I actually was able because, uh, to be a part of that process for our six one development cycle. Whereas, you know, for six zero, I, I came in about halfway through it, so the, the requirements were already set. But it's it's really a, a lot of orchestration of all of the, the the different stakeholders, not only within Liferay, where our sales and marketing team that um, are in direct contact with our, our customers and the community uh, and the industry. What the trends and and the kinds of reviews that we get will say these you know these are the things that are wanted or we must have um, mm-hmm. uh, based on these surveys or or reports and and they'll they'll do that in comparison to what we have and and where is the way that we can make the biggest impact uh by adding particular features um and then we also on a regular basis have someone going through the requests in our ticketing system for the new and improved requests Mm -hmm. and we also have james that will go through with the forums and look at what people are voting on and talking about in the forums and really asking about in terms of, you know, a use case that we might not have considered. So uh, those are a lot of different means by which things come through. Uh, Our our customers also can do sponsored development. Um, That's something that that happens uh, often enough to to say that that's uh, significant. Uh, whereas they'll they'll say that you know we'll sponsor the entire development through QA and implementation of this this particular feature because we need it and we want it to be supported and shared with the community going going forward and so that that's part of, of the professional services route that things come through um, so once we get that kind of quantified and it's it's large it's more than we know that we might be able to accomplish but we will you know place values on 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 those features you know how is is this going to be something that all of our customers and community will benefit from? Or is this only a select few that use this particular application server or database or have this particular type of authentication? And so they go through all of that weighing. And so we get start to get a general sense of, of what the business value would be to that. And, and then, of course, after that, there's there's complexity. There's how, how big is this? You know, because we could have something that has this outrageous amount of business value, and we all agree this would just be a, a home run, but it would take the entire core team and, enti- you know, doing this dedicated for an entire year to do this, and then, therefore, that would be all we got. And and so that's, you know, just the traditional um, way that you, you measure these things. And so from that point this year many of our our community members will will notice that we cre- we got a new release in Jira called the product backlog. Mm-hmm. And the product backlog, I yes spent many days <laughs> hand typing in all of those requirements and all of those priorities and I and cross-referenced them to our spreadsheet that this came from. And so, uh, because we're using the agile plugin, formerly Greenhopper and Jira, uh, we can rank those. We can say, this is how important this is. And, and, uh, and so we can pick from that queue a- as we go along. And, and then you'll see, uh, they get sprinted, mm-hmm. which is representing usually 30 days for us and broken down into our, our, different subtasks and moved through all the way to completion at the very, very end. they, Uh, If it's a a C feature, you'll see it in the release notes that get generated from Jira that it made it in.
0: That's nice. Speaking of which, um, can you speak more about Jira in general? Like, um, how's the workflow in Jira? Uh, Let's say I find an issue. Let's say I would like to have something. I would like to suggest a a feature. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm finding an issue. And... How does it continue from there?
1: Okay, so uh, the best thing to do is to use Jira for what it's intended, um, and I, I, I think we're you know working with the community to try to improve that, uh, and and a bug is a bug, you know. Let us know if it's mm-hmm. a problem, versus a new feature, versus. I need some advice, uh, or I'm not clear if this is a bug or not. That, that goes to the forums, and so that, that keeps Jura a little easier for us to to sort through. But uh, once you've entered the ticket, uh, make sure you've followed the guidelines. Um, one, you know, one of the things that we see often is, is someone's, it's, a, it's a problem that's pretty severe to them, but it, it might not meet the criteria for being considered a critical bug, so to you know, read the Jira guidelines. There's an entire wiki that James and I have developed together. There's a link to it from the issue dashboard in Jira. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the best ways to to ensure that your ticket gets looked at is to give it the correct data and and check um, is this happening in in the latest build? Uh, it's if you're using five two three, uh, CE but six zero has been out for a while, it adds an extra step that, you know, we would have to validate that against the latest release. So if you can get the latest release, that's always very helpful, and it streamlines things for us. Select the correct affected versions, and we have a a really well-developed components list. we have, like any other software house, experts in some of these components. And I often will pass things by them in terms of, you know, have you seen this, or, or is this something that you consider critical, or is this something that you've been working on? That those kind of things that I, I, just, you know, I can filter things through. So once it goes into the system, some of the, other than filling out the information accurately, uh, another way that brings an issue up to our attention is the voting feature. Um, we, we like it to, to know what's important. We have a popular issues tab, uh, you know, we really love, I really like the folks over at Lessy, and they, they've been great with us. They're really supportive of open source and it's, it's a really great tool. And so that voting feature lets me know a lot. Um, the other thing is is that um, James has some programs in place that I'm sure he's talked about in other podcasts with yeah. 100 paper cuts and, and ways that uh, if it's a, a, a quick fix, an easy win, we might be able to push that into that program. But uh, we, we have QA looking at, uh, at issues and moving them into the issue backlog if they're validated. And, and from there... It is all dependent on the severity, frequency, and impact on the end user, uh, you know, at what point in time it will get resolved. Usually uh, what I, what I, well, I want to do, I say usually, but this, what we are in the process of doing is um, for, for anomalies, when we're getting ready to release our next uh, CE version, I will look and take feedback from the community that James feeds up to me and also from our QA department of which which existing issues that haven't been resolved that we really need to make sure um, that we take a look at and reevaluate um, in addition to the ones that were just in trunk. And then in terms of the features, that has a lot to do with voting, that has a lot to do with activity on the forums. And it also has a lot to do with, uh, at this point, with Marketplace coming up. Do you want to take a stab at it? And hopefully oh. you will. <laughs>
0: yes, definitely. Um, before we trans- transition to that, uh, one more question, because I've seen some critics of, well, you've, you've now talked about Jira and, and filing issues and so on, and I'd like to talk about security issues okay uh, because I've seen some critic there um, and well I know how I'm supposed to file security issues uh, but others don't seem to know that and have criticized uh, quite verbosely for uh, for that and so let's set the record straight um, let's say I find a security relevant issue um, what do I do with that
1: well. One of the processes that I put in place... Now, we've always had the security at liferay.com email address, and we've always encouraged people to email us if they find something that, that's urgent. Um, but a, a lot of times, people will put something into the issue tracker, and that's really the preferred method so that it's, we, we can track it. So what, it, what, what I have in JIRA right now is, is that if you set, uh, if you enter a ticket and you give it the security component, It it automatically goes into our unscheduled bucket um, because non-staff members don't determine when something gets fixed, so it goes into unscheduled. And as long as it's there, the security group gets emailed every single day that this ticket needs to be looked at. And so I look at the count of that filter, and I want to see it at zero. And what, when it's at zero, it means that one of the special members of our security team, we have dedicated folks that, that are looking at these tickets, has evaluated it. They've read, they've read it and they've determined it, its priority. If it's something that needs to, to be resolved right now, then you'll see it go either into a sprint or you'll see it go into uh, one of the EE versions in the LPS projects because usually if it exists right now, it's something we want to make sure that we get a solution out to our customer in a, in a fixed pack. And we've done you know, notices of when that takes place as any enterprise software company would and so if uh, if they set it to the issue backlog it usually is an indication that this is something that isn't doesn't have a high risk associated with it but one of our release requirements for every release is is that we review every ticket with the security component so that the the, the only flaw that that process has is if someone doesn't select the security component. I'm dependent on someone reporting the ticket and telling me that there is a security problem. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you don't do it that way in Jira, then emailing, it it will get resolved. Mm -hmm. It will get dealt with.
0: Okay. How does that resolve to the community edition? Like it will get out immediately on Enterprise Edition. Uh, the difference between both of them being uh, Enterprise Edition uh, has some service level agreement on it, and Community Edition has kind of less frequent releases and right. is supported until the next release until the next major release is out. And uh, there, like, how do you determine what goes into the next Community Edition release?
1: Well, every single fix that gets into existing EE releases is done in trunk and trunk is the the birthplace of the next CE so they automatically get those in the next CE release but we did with this this last release did provide one patch to the community um, related to security if my memory serves me correctly and um, one of the things that we've done um, for CE and we'll do for CE for this next release is they're going to be getting our, our patching tool, the same patching tool that our EE customers get. It's just it's mm-hmm. the tool for doing it. So should we choose or see that something is is significant, they they should be able to utilize that in, in order to apply it.
0: Uh, so yeah. we'll be releasing the fixed packs. Uh, uh, Fix packs is fixed packs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for community edition as well,
1: the potential for the for it is there, yeah. I, and so since it, it hasn't we haven't released yet, and we ha- it'll be done on an individual basis. The mm-hmm. evaluation of whether that's necessary or not, so. Yeah. You know, of course, we'd love it that the need never arises, that everything just went out perfectly. But um, of course, there's always been that option to turn around and 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 try to patch it, your, you know, patch things yourself if you see that the fix came through on a particular LPS ticket. Yeah. You know, to the, I mean, that's always been there, and I and I can't speak to how complex that is for some over the others, but so I I, mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think we're closing the door on on that at all.
0: Okay sounds good um, okay then uh... well let's come to marketplace um, one of the nice features and well not really features but uh... like offerings services um, that are almost out uh... is the marketplace uh, enabling enabling like, people customers users community uh... to publish as well as consume uh, portlets plugins uh, different features that are not delivered by Liferay. How does that relate to your work or to Liferay's work, to the core work? Um, <laughs> what are you doing there? Or okay. do you have a different story for that to tell?
1: Well, I can tell you what I know about Marketplace. Marketplaces um, uh, is well underway. Uh, we were able to demo uh, a lot of the, the functionality that you'll be seeing on Liferay.com when it launches. Uh, we were able to demo a lot of that. Um, this is a, it, it's an application storefront. And so uh, that's, that's being developed by uh, members of, of our core team. And so uh, it also one of the project managers that's on, on my team is project managing that. And there's, there's also components of it that exist within the product, obviously for you, for you to get plugins from within uh, Liferay portal, and so we have a lot of moving parts coordinating to make sure that that the, you know, we can people can sign in and access the applications that they've purchased, and Mm -hmm. that, you know, people can upload and and associate their applications to themselves and um, get their, get the credit where credit is due, (laughs) so to speak, and then all those good reviews that I know all of our community developers will be getting as they innovate these uh, these solutions for for the Liferay platform, so um that that's really been a a dedicated focus for a good number uh, of our team so i think we're coming along very nicely with it
0: yeah so basically that that well plays i would say on on the premise as uh liferay as platform yes so people uh well i always say people uh for lack of a better word, community uh, customers, individuals um, can provide their own plugins that can do anything, or is it portlets or or any plugin? Well, uh, what is about to?
1: We're we're, we're calling them applications, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and and many times you know it'll be very similar to to a plugin, but but there's also themes that can be uploaded there as well um, that. Uh, that ha contained data so they, they're kind of um i don't know uh super themes so to speak similarly mm-hmm. like the seven cods hook mm-hmm. you know where it actually not only uh, puts in a design but data as well and and has uh, uh that is geared towards specific um businesses or, or needs in there so uh does that answer the question yeah i guess
0: yeah <laughs> um then well, speaking about the Seven Cox hook, I really like to recommend that one um, <laughs> as kind of a running documentation of the API. Um, so I really like to, to uh, I really like that hook right. uh, as it just accesses the API and just creates uh, kind of everything and um, Well I'm losing track here of my thoughts but uh, you know before,
1: I be, I'm going to interrupt you just for a second because yep. I, I i wanted to make sure that i that I put in in there that um, a, a perfect example of the kind of thing that can exist um, that kind of goes on beyond just a plug uh, uh, to differentiate between a plug in an application is social office mm-hmm. will be one of the the featured applications in there and af- and that's a, a a full featured application so it, it's there's a lot of capabilities and, and you know, we've uh, built into our licensing and we'll be doing some, um, some features in the IDE for creating a marketplace application mm-hmm. project.
0: Okay. I guess there's also a video out somewhere, if I recall that correctly, about the marketplace, uh, about how it, how it goes. Well, I'll try to hunt that down.
1: Oh, I think that you might be referring to the, the one that we showed at ECS you know the conceptual video Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of got was... people excited to let people know where we were headed with it, but mm-hmm. you know, before we we felt comfortable with the giving a demo. Um, yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But now we were actually able to demo um, a good portion of the functionality. Was mm-hmm.
0: uh, that also recorded as a video or has that not been among them? Do you know that?
1: I have, I have not seen um, a new video, like something that was edited. or, no, I mean or the, the presentation. Or the presentation should have been recorded. Okay. It should have been recorded. We, I, I believe that, that we will be making that available here shortly.
0: Okay, so I'll try to hunt that down for the show notes and, yeah. and link it from there if I find it, if it's there. Okay. Um, okay. Um, and uh, I don't know, is there anything to add from Marketplace? right now like i don't know I, I, my my conceptual image of that is uh well with that uh it's kind of officially opening up to uh well, we as LifeRay don't need to do anything ourselves.
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> That's the master plan. <laughs> no. Um, no, Um I, I think obviously, we're, you know, we're going to be continuing to to develop Portal and add features to to Portal. We we already have 6.2 roadmap under uh, underway. Um, there's lots to lots still left to be done uh, in terms of just adding features and functionality and fine tuning existing ones. Um, as well as uh, just uh, making sure that we have new features to differentiate E from C, mm-hmm. And those are those are things that uh, we'll continue to focus on.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so then that will be available for version 6.1, as yes. far as I understand. Yes. Uh, and then there's the master question, the one that determines everything. You're the project manager uh, oh, okay. and you're working on 6.1. Uh, so you're the one able to give us the definitive date uh, when it's out.
1: Yes, I'm the single ringable neck <laughs> 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 in terms of our dates. So let, 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 me, let me start off with, with telling everyone that's listening uh, where the most up-to-date release information is found. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of what to expect, I use the release date in the JIRA version for six one x to reflect when I believe that uh, you know our, our development timeline is pointing towards release so if if I uh, know that something's going to change or you know what what's anticipated, you'll see it there. And that that that's very public because it's a public project, and so I don't think most people have been able to you know rely on that, nor has it been set up to do that. So. That's that's mm-hmm. for the most recent date information. Please check <laughs> <laughs> issues.lifeRay.com, LifeRay Portal Community Edition project. <laughs> um, but in reality, we we at WCS we built our, our one of our betas, so our second beta. And and I, you know, coming from years of software, like to consider beta feature complete or, or near-feature complete, um, and so that's that's where we are. We still have some code reviews going on um, to make sure, because anyone who knows, Brian Chan knows that um, he goes through every single line of code. Actually, he said that at WCS this year, that goes into our product, and so uh, some of those things are in that cycle right now, uh, but yes, we're there, and so... We announced in our press release that, uh, you know, in October 14th, we'd have an RC beta out for the public, and that that should uh, be, you know, more stable, and you should be able to to at least test drive all of the CE features, and EE plugins would, you know, then also be evalu- uh, available to, for evaluation. If you work with y- your uh, account manager, mm-hmm. and so uh, that's where we're heading. Uh, that's that's and from there, that's when the final list gets determined for what we're going to fix. And so that's when like the exact date to starts to become. A little bit indefinite because anyone that does software development knows that, you know, you're going to fix as many bugs that you can that are ultimately necessary. And sometimes we do decide. And this is one of the most wonderful things that I have about working with Liferay. I I used to, to do... QA. I've been heavily involved oh, yeah. with software for a long time. And one of the biggest challenges I used to have was my product managers used to want to release with critical bugs just to hit the date. Mm-hmm. Whereas at LifeRay, they want to fix more and more and more and more and are willing to uh, allow dates to, to change in order to make sure that that we fix everything that comes to our attention and, and that that could really negatively impact people. I think they're tremendously gifted at putting themselves in other people's shoes and and, and they take that into consideration. Um, and so uh, it, it isn't unheard of us, uh, you know, for us to. Do a few releases at a time because we found one more thing we just want to get in and we want to get put another build out there for the community, which mm-hmm. is what we did last last time we did, we we did a few and then we did yeah. another one after the fact um, wow. to include the top voted features. So I think you know. You, we'll, we'll make that decision, and and we'll be looking at before, definitely before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, so somewhere between that, October fourteenth?
1: October fourteenth. I, 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 be, I, ideally, it would be before Thanksgiving, and I think that's definitely everyone is is well for around the world. Thanksgiving isn't It isn't a worldwide ho- ho- holiday, so oh, let's yeah. just say or early November, mid November.
0: You maybe. interpreted. My face quite. <laughs> <laughs>
1: when
0: the hell is that?
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, so I've been working at international software for a real long time, so I do, I do recognize that's not. That. But for you know, when you start heading into the holidays and people start taking vacations and uh, again against holidays, then yeah. you run a lot of risks. So I don't think that that we'll be making any decisions that push us past that.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so at least something. To expect for the European Symposium, which is up on October 18 to 19. Okay. So we'll have something to check back then. Well, maybe we should disclaim again when we are recording this. Um, Okay. Which I'm completely blanking, other than I can say it's the day after. Today the 23rd or
1: the Uh, 24th. Yeah, (laughs) forget.
0: (laughs) Whatever is a Friday, and it's in September.
1: WCS always kind of gives you a little bit of a time warp afterwards. It's such a big event. You kind of, yeah, a little bit out of sorts afterwards. (laughs)
0: And I'm nine nine hours out of sync.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Okay, So. so...
1: Have I, have I given you everything that you need to know? <laughs>
0: I'm checking my list. Um, you haven't given me the definitive date. <laughs> so, no, you haven't given me anything, everything, that, no, not anything, everything that mm-hmm. I wanted to know, but it was kind of anticipated that I probably won't get that out of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, mm, no, nope, I think that's what I have on my list. And Well, my standard question then is, do you have anything else that you would like to talk about? Um <laughs> that you didn't get to bring in.
1: <laughs> just just that I think everyone should be on the, the look at lookout for um, a lot of a lot of changes in our issue tracker and I wanna you know encourage people to uh, pay, pay attention to what's in our, our different backlogs and our different sprints and, and start to just uh, expect that it's going to become a reliable source of information for what's coming down the pipeline and when and, and to use that system uh, to the best of their abilities because it, it's really what I'm focusing on and really uh, what I use to drive the tasks of the rest of the team. And mm-hmm. so we're open source and so you get to, to see uh, everything that, that we're working on. So help us to, to to maintain the integrity of the system and expect that there will be some, some changes that are to your benefit. But uh, bear with me as it happens because it, some of it might cr- have a little bit of growing pain associated with it. I, I know that there was one point in time when I did close some tickets and and to try to, you know, Bubble the important ones up, and and the ones that were no longer being responded to down, and and so uh, I can be reached for reopening tickets. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I hopefully we won't be doing that too often, but just mm-hmm. I ask for everyone to bear with me, and 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 I always welcome feedback on ways to improve the process because uh, we we have a lot of moving parts going on there mm-hmm. with the the community contributions and and how that bubbles up through into engineering, um and and into the code base
0: Okay, good. So then, I guess, let's call it a day. Okay. And thank you for being here to answer questions.
1: It's a pleasure to be here. It's nice talking to you all. To wring your neck. (laughs) (laughs) I think maybe that's why they let me do this job. (laughs) I'll just smile and you just say, you can't bring yourself to wring my neck. (laughs) They think, well, she's not an engineer. It can't possibly be her fault. (laughs) Okay,